Hey everyone, welcome to Cigars and Syndication. I'm Robbie. I'm I'm here with Jay today, uh, where we're passionate about real estate and and passionate about cigars. Today we're uh, we're smoking a Tatawahe Kajonu. Jay, what do you think about it? Uh, this is a pretty good smoke, by the way. I'm Janaid Noor, and welcome to Cigars and Syndications. Um, so this is the gold label. We we smoked the the white label. Have we smoked the fi- white label? The black the black label we smoked last time. We smoked the black label, and there's a white label, too. Did we smoke that one? I think we did. I think we smoked that one, but it wasn't on an episode. It wasn't on an episode, so we'll have to put one on an episode. This is a really good smoke. This is a 2012 Kajuno. is the gold label, and, you know, as as we get through the episode, we'll kind of uh, give our stance on it. Well, today um, we're going to talk a little bit about affor- affordable housing and, you know, whether that's a good investment uh, that fits in your portfolio. So affordable housing falls into... A few different categories. Um, a lot of people think that affordable housing is just Section Eight, uh, but affordable housing also, you know, HUD has a AML, which is the average uh, market uh, uh, rent uh, or average market income AMI, average market income number. And affordable housing is basically, you know, if you make and it changes by zip code, right? So if you make within, you know, fifty percent or within eighty percent of that. Uh, affordable uh, of, of with that income level, then the rent levels are you're able to afford those rent level levels if you if you fall within that income bracket. Right, so they can come in and and you can have a you know an affordable housing and it not be classified as Section Eight just by meeting some of their requirements. I know that they have some square footage requirements and they have some other things that that dictate it, and you can't necessarily segregate the unit. It has to be you know, spread out throughout the the community, just that they have the same opportunity as everybody else. Right. So you can't, uh, with, with affordable housing, let's say you have five buildings, or let's say you have four buildings, you can't say these two are for affordable housing and these two are for regular housing. Um, you know, if the affordable housing requires requirement is, uh, for example, one of the requirements is that 50% of your units have to fall, their rent has to be within... Uh, 80% of the AMI, the average market income. Uh, so it has to be 80%, it has to be 50% of each building. It cannot just be, you know, 50% of one building. Well, for the, for the developers, I mean, there's, there's usually an incentive for them to want to go towards affordable housing program. Uh, either it would be a HUD loan or some other instruments, either in tax breaks and things like that. Uh, you can give us some more specific examples of, of some of the tax breaks I've heard you talk about. Yeah. So, you know, uh, one of the tax breaks that you can get in affordable housing, uh, if you're doing a larger development, it's called a PFC. It's a, uh, it's a public funding corporation in, in, in which basically you form a partnership with the local jurisdiction, whether it's a city or a county. And, you know, they waive your property taxes for a period of time. Uh, in return for you providing the affordable housing. And remember, the whole idea of affordable housing, it all flows down from uh, uh, HUD, right? The uh, Housing and Urban Development. Um, And it's basically to help people with certain income levels so they can still afford housing, you know, it's just just as the term says. Uh, But that's one of the things. um, And, uh, you know, the other one is Section 8 property. Do you know, have you ever had a Section 8 property? I have not had a Section Eight property. I know I know several of uh, 
associates that that have been into that market and and actually enjoyed it and thought it was a good uh, a good investment. Yeah, so I had I had rental houses uh, before. Uh, a few years back, and one of the houses was a Section 8 property. And I'll tell you, I was very hesitant because, you know, you hear all these horror stories about, you know, tenants moving in and destroying the house. And it was actually not a bad deal at all. Uh, you know, my Section 8 uh, house uh, went through uh, the city of Houston. Um, and uh, they basically, you know, they pay the rent right on the first of the month, every month, depending on the zip code, they determine the market rent, which in my case was actually higher than the rent I was getting from a tenant. Uh, the rent is their steady payments every month, whether the person has a job or doesn't have a job. Uh, anything happens to the economy, you know, uh, Houston Housing is paying that rent through through the Section 8 voucher every month. Um, and they did actually, they, they did a very good job. And, and, and I think that the horror stories are something of the past. Uh, but now what they do is, uh, they come in, they inspect the house, they make sure that everything is in working order. And if there are any issues, you let the, the, the housing inspector for your area know, they come in, they check it and they can actually, you know, revoke the housing voucher of the tenant who lives in it. And that's the one thing the tenant doesn't want is the housing voucher revoked because then they won't be able to afford that rent. So now they, they, they've put this incentive um, or punishment in the system where the tenants don't really destroy the houses anymore. Yeah, no, I do. I've heard those stories and, and, you know, I've heard a lot of success stories in that market as well. So again, I think you know, unfortunately, it's business, and sometimes you you can get uh, in a bad situation. But you know, as long as Houston Housing Authority and or your local, you know, authority takes care of it, and and you know, you follow those procedures, it probably can can help you get that taken care of pretty quickly. So some of the, uh, I mean, I have a a friend of mine who has maybe twenty five, thirty homes, and that's all he'll do is Section Eight because you know the the rent is guaranteed. And there is no chasing people down. There is nothing. First of the month, that rent gets deposited into your account. No questions asked. Um, I do have some um, I, tips as to, you know, how to choose that investment property. Um, you know, I wouldn't choose very high-end rents, very high-end properties where there's a lot of nice finishes. Um, only because the HUD program is not going to give you that kind of rent. They'll give you whatever they determine is good for that zip code. So there's no point trying to do, you know, something ex out of the, you know, something exorbitant where you are not going to get your money back. So you have the, you have the, um, you know, the section eight, but HUD, HUD also will give you some concessions and, and give you, you know, fixed term rates on your loans and things like that. What are they looking for in compliance? So most of the HUD loans, uh, and, and again, they have various different loans, right? They have Section 8 housing loans. They have low-income housing loans. But even a regular HUD loan um, right now, or even, you know, even when interest rates are lower, offers better terms than most other loans, uh, definitely from a bank, 
You know, um, we our bank loans right now for commercial property are maybe nine, nine and a half, where HUD is probably at about six. Uh, but however, HUD requires that uh, if you get one of their loans and you hold it for 10 years, it's a long term. They want you to hold it for a long term because they want you to make sure, they want to make sure that, you know, you're not just in there flipping houses or flipping properties or, you know, flipping multifamily, that you're in there for the long run. Um, because they're investors, HUD has investors who are in there in it for the long run. And then HUD, HUD wants to make sure that you have, uh, apartments and you know you're managing those apartments well for the long run you know another thing that's popping up a lot um, is the opportunity zone they've come in and they've identified zip codes in certain areas where they're going to give you other incentives to invest in affordable housing yeah the opportunity zone is a very interesting uh law that was just passed um recently under uh donald trump when when they did the uh uh the new tax laws uh Two of them were were put into place that were very, very uh, good for real estate and real estate developers. You wonder why. Why real estate, right? Um, one is the accelerated depreciation and the other is the opportunity zone. And the whole thing with the opportunity zone is that they identify certain areas where if you do a development or if you purchase an asset in that area, uh, in in order to, you know, it's it's a depressed area and you want they want to try and get investment into that area, um, you know, it, it gives you some great tax benefits. I know here in, in Houston, you know, there are some some areas that have benefited from it. And, and even though local, you know, the city of Houston and other entities have funneled money into these opportunity zones because developers and investment and investors are interested in it. And, and they have the opportunity to even um, invest tax-free in instruments that otherwise weren't tax-free. Yeah, the big thing with the opportunity zone is something similar to the 1031 exchange. Uh, so when you do a 1031 exchange, you can sell one property and purchase another property and defer those taxes. In opportunity zone, you can have gains from the sale of a business and you could put it into an opportunity zone investment and defer those taxes, whereas in a normal 1031, you couldn't do that. Well, I think I think the... You know, investing in affordable housing, it's it's just kind of goes back with our philosophy and investing in anything. You know, do your due diligence, see what kind of returns you're going to get, um, and and know your partners, and then and hopefully you can have a successful venture into affordable housing. Yeah, one of the things I like to do, especially when I get into something new, and you know, if you've been uh, investing in regular single family homes, uh, flipping them or renting them out. Affordable housing is a little bit of a different animal. So, you know, maybe partner up with somebody who's done a lot of these. Just because there's always pitfalls, there's always ins and outs of uh, the laws and the regulations, and you just need to know, know those. Well, you need to know uh, Tatawahe Kajuno uh, gold series, uh, gold label. It's uh, 2012. This is a really good, really smooth smoke. It is very good. It's very strong. Uh, but it's smoking really, really well. Well, jump on albanyparkcapital.com, read our articles, leave us questions and comments, and uh, and keep investing. Have a good day.